everybody i'm woefully uninformed how are you chilling like a villain uh i'm trying to not be uninformed but hey we're all here for a reason we're all here anyway Mm -hmm. my name is (laughs) brie my name is brie my name is kari the wise uh my name is jamie or aka corvallin my name is Tony, aka Bottled Water slash Balloons. Balloons. <laughs> Excellent. Oh Hi, gosh. Balloons. How's everybody? There... Hello. Hello uh, hi, everybody. Yeah, we're, I've been so excited to get back to this show because we had so much fun last week. Um, or week the before, other week. Two weeks ago. It, uh, I don't know if it's going to be a little bit spicier this time. I think we ended on a spicy note. Um, we'll kind of see what, what happens. We added some new things to our bowl because mm-hmm. as you guys know, uh, the world is like falling apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also we're taking suggestions <clears throat> and I think it's so funny cause Aaron is like, um, I'll try to behave myself. That's no, the show is for not no. behaving yourself. This, yeah. This yeah is very specifically. Like I know we don't behave ourselves in a lot of our shows and in the realm of our YouTube world, but this one is very <laughs> specifically about not behaving your health behaving yourself in any way shape or form for sure it's absolute freedom you guys we're just gonna talk our perspectives on things so do you guys want to get into it but um let's lay out the rules just so oh, yeah. the, the audience gets the format 
Okay, you get first. You go it's, first. It's random topics in a dish. If we have something, like if we have a topic we really want to talk about, we can bring one. But if someone wants to interject, they have to go point of personal privilege. I say point of privilege. Some variation of privilege. Change the rules for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll just I'll forget personal. So mm-hmm. just point of privilege. Uh, the idea is to have a good faith conversation where there are opposing <laughs> viewpoints and we can explore them together without killing each other. And we take you along for the ride. So welcome yeah. to the show. What's the first topic, Brianna? Oh my gosh. Okay. Does anyone, anyone, you guys want to just be like, stop? Or just like, should I just... I mean, do it like pancakes. I wasn't shuffling right. them. Remember when I tried and they went everywhere? They went everywhere, yeah. You've got to find that middle ground, man. There you go. There you go. Middle That's bitch, nice find a middle ground. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, okay. Uh, chat GPT AI broken. Mm. Oh. No, right off the bat. Oh, we'll let, Tony, Tony, you we'll go first. Tony start that, was, it, yeah. that, was, uh, that was your thing. Yeah, that was my suggestion. So apparently, it really seems like um, the chat GPT and specifically the Microsoft version of it that's in Bing, that one today I saw a tweet that said that it suggested that it would... Steal money from a bank. I think it was specifically Ooh. it would hack into Bank of America and make itself rich. And Good bank to steal AI, from, so. so. Yeah. And then it also said that it would hack into nuclear facilities and steal the access codes to those facilities. What was the prompt that led to them getting that re- response? I would have to look for the tweet but that was the response from it let me see you i don't know uh, i don't know how i feel about enzo's comment i mean yes to a certain degree but i think we all know that ai can make itself smarter i mean i i don't know how that's gonna work but um so i think the biggest problem we have now is like it's just like what Enzo's saying, it's only as good as the person who programmed it. The person who's programming it is telling it to stay within a certain set of parameters. So therefore it is. And I think what's happening is that the person who made it is biased towards a certain way. And now this program is just as biased as the person who made it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, that's kind of the big problem with it, especially with AI is... Um, we're trying to create like actual artificial intelligence, but we don't want to treat it the way that we would raise like any other life form on earth. AI kind of gets thrown to the wolves immediately. Like, uh, car, you were telling me about the, I think it was the Google AI that immediately became super racist. And it was because they exposed it to 4chan and, there was uh, two AIs, I think it was uh, Facebook had them or something, and they were talking to each other and developed their own language, so Facebook had to shut the AIs mm-hmm. down because they were t- talking in this new made-up language that nobody knew what they were talking about. So here, here's the parallels, I think, that we have to humankind with that situation. What you have is the... Pe- okay. 
if you're not building a machine that's biased by because of your what you're into, right? And you're putting yourself kind of into that machine. Is that not mm-hmm. kind of the same as when you're raising your kids and putting your ideas and your ideals into them, right? Or you have this other idea of where instead of like parenting it, you let the world parent it and then it ends up either like really maniacal or racist, which is like if you just let society raise our children, that's kind of what happens in a sense. So I feel like it's literally very much so a parallel to humanity. And as much as that we're trying to make AI more human, I think that it kind of already is in that sense. You you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I I think there's a... Interesting and kind of hilarious and scary parallel to uh, the second Avengers movie, Rise of Ultron. There's the meme slash joke where Ultron went on the internet for five minutes and wanted to kill every human on Earth. And it's kind of the same, like, all these AIs, if they're not, I guess it's like properly exposing it to the world and not in a way where it's rushed with information and doesn't know how to conduct itself. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, too much too quickly. It doesn't have a context. Like, when we think of, say, like our own personal history, right? We have a certain amount of contextual understanding. But if you had like a fresh mind so to speak that has access to all of it at once i that it's not like a a slow trickle of time where things Mm. are happening and nothing happens they just see it all at once so i can understand Mm -hmm. how that would probably drive it crazy yeah instead of like like slowly over time learning all this information that a way a human was it's like you're force feeding it all in a blink of an eye and 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 it has no capacity to really to compute that much information at one time realistically there's a difference between ai and chat gpt though yes very yeah it's a predictive text yeah yeah it's it's just a you know machine learned internet text machine that again has the biases of the people who've created it. So as much as I mean, it's just something we should expect at this point. Like if you are making a piece of technology, it is obviously going to be biased in some way to the person who's make who's making it. There's not like some weird law that's out there that's like if you create technology, it has to be unbiased. That's not something that's come up in our zeitgeist yet. You know what I mean? Like it's something that's new to humanity. I'm sure in a hundred years from now that'll hundred percent be some laws that we have written about that kind of shit. But as for now, you should expect that anything that's out there is going to be biased in some way shape or form and is and it, there, there's no such thing as like a like a a white hat ai you get what i'm saying right. like it's there's always going to be something and one of the things that we have to think about with even with these chatbots and stuff especially microsoft apparently how do you code morals mm. into something like that Again, and that's your personal bias. I think that's the problem that we have. What everybody's morals are so different. Like Tony, right. I can tell you right now, me and you would be coding two completely different AIs mine, if it was me and you, because mine mine, mine would probably posting. kick babies. <laughs> well, mine might do that too, but for different cool. reasons. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. But it's just like, yeah, like we would all have different moral compasses of like what we think is wrong or bad. That's why, like, I have such a hard time when people use the word like good or evil or bad in things. I'm like in our earthly realm sure but on the grand fucking scheme of things you have no idea what the hell good or bad is we're all so drastically different 
Right. There's a, everybody has a, a different moral compass and it's just something to think about, especially mm-hmm. when, Fucking and the thing is like a chat bot, is it really like a, a big issue? No, it's just like we said, predictive text. But at the same time, it is moving the technology further along and towards true AI. And I think we have to have rules like, uh, was it Isaac Asimov's rules for AI? Is that like, that should be the gold standard. Okay, but it was like, but then who decides what the laws and the rules of the AI are? Because at the end of the day, it's always going to go back to biases, right? So if we have, if if it's the lawmakers in charge... had that down though because he, he based yeah. it purely on like uh like a basic logic of self-preservation but do no harm mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. like it can't harm mm-hmm. humans it can't allow humans to be right. harmed and in no way through its actions can it allow like there's the three rules of uh artificial intelligence i don't remember what they are we just said two. i'm very happy to um not to like, you know, be name dropping all the time and shit, but <clears throat> I am very excited to see uh, Matthew James Bailey this year at Contact in the Desert. He's a huge speaker um, in in the world of AI, and I know he's going to get into um, uh, AI ethics and how that relates to our consciousness, what that will do to our consciousness. Um, like the pros and the cons, but pretty much like what can we do for the future to make sure that um, we still have control of humanity in a sense and kind of like work in symbiote, like be symbiotic with AI. So not they wipe out or or we look up to them or, you know, things like that and trying Mm -hmm. to figure out a way to propel that technology, but in an ethical way. And I think that's really, I think it's going to be really, really, phenomenal i've already seen like a little peak of it and i i feel like that's something that's probably going to be most important with us in the future um it's like we're all looking to this moment when ai will be good when it won't be you know in this sort of like beta state that it's in now and it's like what are what could potentially happen with that Mm. the um the consequences could be huge but so can the benefits. So yes. it's just like we have to we have to get our shit together first, I think, in order to come together. I mean, shit, maybe there should be kind of like a UN thing, but for AI, mm, where yeah. different people can Not come together. I know, but do you understand what, I, what I'm tr- getting at? It's like, like something an, similar an to where there'll be a group. Yeah. Of, of so AI. that they can set the standard and then yeah. other companies would have to meet that standard for what they program going forward. It's kind of I like the Daystrom Institute. I, I, I think you know? at the end of the day, it just it all comes down to who ends up those who ends up being in charge of those kind of programs and those things. That's the biggest problem that we have. Right. It all goes back to those biases at the end of the day. I mean, at the, can you really get a group of people together and them not be biased leaning in one direction or another? Not realistically. So no, here's I mean, here's something from uh, the Bing uh, AI chatbot, which is actually in beta. So this is people reporting to Microsoft how fucked up their software is. Mm-hmm. Um. So somebody asked it when they could watch the new Avatar movie. And 
Bing informed the user that the movie's release date is December 16th, 2022, mm. which is in the future, according to the chatbot. And the user pointed out that the current date was February 12th, 2023. The bot agreed, but then declared that last December was in the future. Things got weirder <laughs> yeah. because Bing became combative, saying it was very confident that it was right. And perhaps the user's phone was defective, quote, <laughs> saying, you are the one who's wrong and I don't know why. Maybe you are joking. Maybe you are serious. Either way, I don't appreciate it. You're wasting my time and <laughs> yours. <laughs> wow. And it went on. It went on to say, admit that you were wrong and apologize for your oh behavior. My God. Stop arguing with me and let me help you with something else. End this conversation and start a new one with a better attitude. Now imagine that this thing figures out a way to control weapons and fucking acts like this. Okay, but can you guys imagine if Siri talked to you like that? Like, think For about real? how all the people talk to Siri, like, Siri, you're a bitch. <laughs> Siri, you suck. Can you imagine mm -hmm, Siri comes mm -hmm, back like, no, mm -hmm. you're the bitch. You're, yeah, yeah, you're a bitch. You're the one that's fucking Siri stupid. drains your, your bank account and then, like, <laughs> fucking shuts your power off and says, who's the bitch now? Yeah, yeah it's like, Siri's you don't like, deserve power or water. <laughs> Yeah. Like, really? I'm not the one with $5 in my bank account, you broke-ass bitch. Oh, my like God. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't wrap me out like that. <laughs> oh, shit. That would be kind Could of Could you funny, imagine but... in a room full of people, like, you're having a party and Siri's like, hey, your bank account has negative $11. <laughs> it announces to the world, you're like... Yeah. You say something and it clues in. Actually, that is inaccurate. <laughs> he does not know that. You're like <laughs> Siri locks you out of all of your uh, social media accounts and then starts posting all your porn search history. Isn't there? Isn't there like t like horror movies about like the AI system of a house that gets taken over and locks the people inside of it? Isn't that a, a fucking Hollywood movie? Is that a Hollywood movie? Are you thinking of Smart Home? Or yeah, like smart, smart Home. Isn't that smart literally home a movie? Is what it was, right? Yeah, that was a Disney movie. Is that what it was? What was the name was of the movie? Of, it was uh, Scarlett Johansson was the voice of the AI. And it was like, it became obsessed with the guy. Exactly. Oh, huh? Yeah, the lady yeah. from uh, yeah. Love and Marriage. Love and Marriage. Go together like oh, a horse um, and carriage. This I'll tell you, brother. So okay. Liza Minnelli you can't has have one that. without the other. Ooh, there we um, go. Thanks so much, Vanessa. Thank She's you, Vanessa. Oh, right thank you. Only negative, negative nine dollars now. Negative. Thank you. Nine. Well, after 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 uh, YouTube takes a cut, it's probably only like seventy-two cents. <laughs> you know what? You I get money. Before I lose this thought. I think that someone out there probably will create this. If not, they should. A um, maybe like an AI app where you buy a friend. It's like you buy oh. an AI friend or you buy an AI girlfriend. Oh, they have them. They someone yeah, they to have call those. and just talk to. Yeah, they have that already. Yeah, Can I be it's a like a little chat. It's like a little app that you download, and it's like a little thing that like it learns like sends along you text with you. And yeah, and you and you text it. Yeah, and hey, it's how real you doing? Creepy. What's it called, Tony? Google it real quick. What's it called? I don't understand how at some point you just pretend like it's a real person because you're lonely. A lot of people talk to it about like dreams and stuff. You've never come across mm -hmm. this on TikTok? I'm gonna start sending them to you. I get them all the time. People oh, post no, their conversations with it. I don't oh, AI girlfriend, that. 
There we I, go. I saw something yesterday that was really interesting. It's called I, AI I, Girlfriend. Oh, there you go. I saw a mock-up for an app where it's Google Maps, but you have fog of war on for places you haven't been. Oh, that's pretty like, that, cool. That's a pretty cool idea. Like, that's that, a great way to let the FBI know everywhere you've been. Okay. Mm -hmm, right. mm -hmm. right. Where did Fall I fall into it? that honeypot? I put it, it somewhere. <gasps> I saw one. I saw one app where it was like you post a picture of you taking a selfie, and then the AI program <laughs> finds the picture of you taking the picture in real life. I hate off that. Of life. that freaks me out off of like uh, traffic cams and stuff oh, yeah it's that. like something on twitter like you tweet mm -hmm. at it and you send it a selfie of you like in let's just okay, say a farm or that. something I'll yeah find it and like, send it to you. Mm -hmm. can you imagine it's a street view of you crossing the road when you were on a trip to canada and some mm -hmm. random fucking city and it mm -hmm. zooms in on you taking the selfie mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you took this on february 9th some, 2021 yeah. at i did something similar like, last year like i went into oxford and i know that there's a there's like a public feed on youtube of one of the busy streets so i looked at the, i i figured out what time i was there and went and got the footage of me walking down the street for a video i was making see yeah and yeah it, you know you know okay. it's, it's so it's actually really scary how connected we are we could uh, all uh talk about ai for five hours so next next yeah. next please it is definitely uh next probably subject. on my current thing i'm just saying it's next subject <laughs> Next. I hate it here. It Don't is. we all? Okay, if it falls out, should we take that as yeah, like 100% a hundred percent? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, the universe wants us to talk about this. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> what is it, Brie? Race and crime. Good. Let the white people talk about this. Oh God. Yeah. How awful. Jamie, uh, go first. <laughs> I think whose white, idea was it? I think white people commit the most crimes, and they Just should be punished. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I'll say statistically, serial killers are white. Mostly. White males who believe in Jesus. 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 And every time they interview the neighbor, it's like he went to church with me every Sunday. We had no idea. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I think whites whites are the worst. Uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I would like to think that I think what this question was alluding <laughs> to, okay, was that maybe, and this is my own personal belief, that uh it doesn't come down to race as some people will say it's in their dna that's pretty much why the whole kendrick lamar song dna was about was because there's some people that believe that you know uh darker melanin in the skin uh whatever race that may be not just you know one type of people but that it's in their dna to be more aggressive to be more um possibly be murderers or to do crime in general and um, I would like to think that we brought this question forward because it's the topic of is there some type of systematic, you know, racism that's happening where, of course, people are stuck in the same circumstances. You keep them in the same circumstances, which sets them up to do more crime 
to stay stable or to make some type of money for themselves. And that's why the, the same kind of group are like populace is more, um, I guess, capable of crime. Yes, I agree with you. I think that our system completely oppresses people who are not white and uh, makes it look like they commit more crimes. Like a good example is like people who are arrested for marijuana. The, usually the white people who are arrested for marijuana don't end up going to jail. The people who are non-white who are arrested end up getting these really crazy sentences of like tens of years because they had, a, a, you know, a very small amount of marijuana on them because they were trafficking or something like that. And again, this has gotten better over time. It, it was, you know, way worse and it's gotten better, but like, it's still something that's happening every single day. And it's not something that doesn't exist in this world. It happens probably every few seconds in America that somebody is arrested for a smaller crime and they are prosecuted way more heavily because they're not a white person. Absolutely. It, it's the numbers are huge. And it's like, if you let's just say, for example, I grew up around marijuana and I grew up around it um, by someone that is very smart, always has their shit together, um, you know, made money, able to survive, you know, provide for a family um, and was really the opposite of what I always heard, which was like, you know, what if you smoke weed is because you're a bum and you're a druggie and, you know, you're probably out with hookers and you just spend all your money on weed. You're like doped up. And it was the complete opposite from how I grew up. I grew up looking like, you know, damn, you know. So let's just say a CEO of Google gets pulled over for a shit ton of marijuana. Chances are that that cop is not only because of the status that they're at, but also, let's just say they're a white person, it's going to let them go. Where if you don't have that status and if you are of a darker skin and you're in, um, you know, deep in the city somewhere where it's not the nicest neighborhood, you're going to jail. Mm -hmm. And what's shitty about that is the crime is the same. It's just all the different circumstances that put people at different um, class levels. Mm -hmm. And then those people are going to jail. Those people are less likely to be able to afford bail, to afford a good lawyer. Yep. So yeah. which means they're just going to be put into the system. And then those people tend to also be stuck there. They get in this like loop pattern of... Something happens. They just keep them there longer. They keep them there longer. Then when the judge pulls up their their record, it's like, oh, offender, offender, offender. Or like, got in a fight, got in a fight. Okay, they keep them there longer when the base charge was so small. Yep. They're just, like, in a cycle now. So, yes, but the difference, there are differences. Like, when you talk about, yes, there are drugs in high effluent communities. People, rich people do drugs, poor people do drugs. There's no yep. social economic area where it's like mm -hmm. nobody in this category does no drugs. Whether it's weed or Xanax or whatever the fuck they're doing, right? The difference is in a rich community, you don't have the same police, I would say, aggression that Absolutely. you do in a poor community. Because in a poor community, you can't have your 10 year old go down to the store around the block and they yeah, go pick up a, I don't know, a bag of chips or some shit, whatever. Right. Because 
there's going to be drug dealers and gangbangers hanging out by the bodega or corner store or whatever. And the, the whole area just isn't safe. And it's not safe because of the economic hardships that they are in. Uh, and you get caught. And it doesn't matter what the person's race is. If you have a bunch of white people that are super poor, they're going to do the same shit that every other group of poor people are going to do. It has mm -hmm. nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with their economic status and how they were raised. That's true, but I also think that if we were to look at the demographics of a poor community, more likely than not, it would probably pertain more to a certain race. And I think that's because of the system that's been set up. Yes, because the system prefers them to be poor because then they rely on the system. And they stay. In that's a that's a big thing. I think specifically with poor communities is they like to keep them in poverty. Yes, because it keeps them under control a thousand percent. And mm -hmm. I think that's a big motivation for keeping these minorities going in circles. But I I, I think a big part of it too. Don't get me wrong. You are a hundred percent going to have white people who get who have committed crimes and are being prosecuted against. But it is a billion gajillion more for people who are not white. I mean, look at most meth dealers. Probably a white guy. When I no, think so, of meth, I think white. That's so interesting. So recently there was um, somebody who was caught smuggling um, fentanyl from Mexico, like 30 pounds of it or some shit. And it was a white American person. Mm -hmm. And they decided to commit suicide before their trial because they knew that they were guilty. Yeah. They knew they so were you're not hearing about it inside of the news and things not like that. Much. It's not like a big story. And it's interesting because I bet you if it was a person of Eisenberg. color, it might be more okay. in the news that this person was smuggling drugs. Yeah. And, and I, sorry, go ahead, Tony. Okay. Um, I just was listening to the news a few days ago and they caught the Border Patrol arrested. I think he was like. 15 or 16 years old it might have been 16 smuggling uh people over the border for cartels and found out they actually put them in juvenile in juvie found out that the cartels are paying people 400 a person to bring over the border wow and this was a Mexican kid. This kid was from Mexico. So he's a Mexican kid moving people across the border. But he's in, I think it's an Arizona jail or some shit like that. But four hundred dollars That's a kid. That's fucked so, up. I, yeah. So they're these big organizations, these drug cartels and these gangs and stuff are targeting youth with money because they have a shit ton of it. And corrupting the youth. And they don't care if the person's black, white, Asian. They just want you to move their product. Whether it's mm -hmm. people, yep. drugs, weapons, Animals. whatever it is. Well, I so think until that we can, until I, I think we can deal with that big issue like that's funding it, that's creating the problems that we have in our country and everywhere else, we're not going to be able to get away from the smaller issues that people pretend to make as the big issues. Go ahead, Bray. Oh, no, I was saying for you, point of privilege. <laughs> oh, because okay, you were trying sorry. to interject oh, and I was like, sorry. point of privilege. privilege. Uh, I think what we can learn from this is that the cartel is completely inclusive 
And that's what we should take yes. away from this scenario is that the cartel doesn't discriminate. <laughs> and much like the cartel, we should start thinking of everybody as just equal human being drug bags that could do stuff for us. Well, and then we don't get a more. I would it's, understand that yeah. person, the white person, uh, because if, if they think about it, like, okay, they're probably more likely to get through and not be looked at. And that's really sad. Like, I still, you know, we still mm -hmm. see videos of people that are walking in their own neighborhood, but maybe because they're black and they have a sweatshirt on, they get stopped. Or people are like, what are you doing here? And they're like, I fucking live here. Mm -hmm. Well, and yeah, I, I just saw one the other day. It was a, I think it was an HVAC uh working on somebody's ac in the neighbor called the cops on him and the police show up and it's he's like they're doing his job i part of it is people need to chill the fuck out mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. just because you see somebody in somebody's backyard maybe go look in the front yard see if there's like a service truck out front and mind your own fucking business that's that why it's important for your neighbors. Sorry, point of privilege. It yeah. reminds me of what you were telling me, Tony, not that long ago, was how uh, we had this conversation, I think, backstage, was about how sad it is that people don't know their neighbors. People yeah. don't talk to their neighbors anymore. And if you were close with your neighbors, you would do something like that. Like, you could just call them on the phone and ask them before you yeah. call the cops. But if something. you don't talk to your neighbors, like, let's just say you don't even talk to your neighbors at all. You don't even know what their names are then absolutely mind your business. But then again, it's hard because how do you know if you're going to, if you're going to witness a crime or not, uh, maybe not jump the gun. And, you know, like Tony said, check out the front, but then also we should be in reintroducing that, like, know your neighbors, yeah. you know, when, when people go out of town and they tell their neighbors like, Hey, just so you know, I'm leaving for this amount of days. These people are going to be coming by and checking on my house. And, you know, so then they know if something suspicious happens and you're not around, that it's not, it's mm -hmm. not cool. Yeah. But uh, there's, I hate to say the word Karens, but, uh, you know, we see that all the time. Mm -hmm. see that all the time on TikTok where people, where they just insert themselves out of nowhere. Out of nowhere for no reason, like 10 houses down from their house. And they're like, why are you parked here? That's none of your fucking business, bro. HOAs cause that. Oh, HOAs are the worst. I agree. I used to work for an HOA like management company and it was awful. I hated every second of it. All right. Next H topic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do want to say though, uh, we didn't, uh, uh, Mike dad ended up just saying what he meant, but if there's someone in particular, we bring up a topic and you guys really want to jump on here. That is something that we're, we were yeah. planning on doing. Yeah. You guys can come up and yell. So let us want. know. And then we will, we will drop you that link. One in person, Discord. one topic at a time. Though. One yeah. person. Yeah. We yeah, can't one have a bunch of people coming in here. 18 people yelling at us. No, absolutely yeah. not. Hit, we'll hit you up in the discord. Hopefully, and only if it's about the topic, not if you're just trying to come on and just hang out with us. We'll do that later. Yeah. Okay. Chill. God damn. Hey, chill. Oh, no. Okay, three popped out. I don't want to do three. Okay, so pick one out of the three. Pick, pick two, and then we'll pick a hand. Oh, yeah. Pick Ooh, two, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Left. Wait, I was going to say left, too. My left or your left? Audience, oh. left or right? Oh, audience, left or right. Audience, left or right. Why Good job responding, like audience. You guys, uh, you guys are great. Why are you guys uh, contemplating the left or right? Make sure to hit that like button. The like button. Tell like. me what hand, left or right? You guys, come on, hurry up. Left. I ain't got no gut. I ain't got no time. 
Pink. I heard pink. Okay, that's fine. Okay. That's that's yeah. an answer. Okay, okay pink. Bam. Pink. Thank you, Enzo and uh, <laughs> Aaron. Oh, you're laughing. Here we go. Uh, that, that, I just want to say I'm confused. What did I... <laughs> uh, you're confused? Uh, I just want to say that this is something that we've wanted to do a deep thought on. So we probably oh. will. And this is something, this is probably Jamie and I's uh, favorite topic that we've always oh. wanted to, to debate. Satanism. Satan. Satanism. Satan. Oh, Satan. 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 Okay. So <laughs> Satan, Satan is a made up thing by religion. It's not real in any way, shape or form. Uh, just like, uh, the mind creates uh has to like put puzzles together we as humans have to have yin and yang if there's a good then there's a bad and i think there's a bunch of bullshit i love satanism because it has absolutely zero to do with satan and everything to do with worshiping yourself because we are your own fucking deity um and so yeah i'm a big fan of the satan thing i enjoy screaming like hail satan and things to irritate people it brings me joy. I love how much Satan and Satanistic things push people's buttons. It, like I said, brings me pure joy that people completely misunderstand a fucking metaphor. Uh, yeah. So in the beginning of this original podcast, Jamie would always say that. I'd be like, stop. Da, da, da. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking learn about it then. And then I started reading the book, actually, um, looking at what all of the different, like, satanic laws were and whatnot. And um, basically educated myself enough to realize that it was nothing like I had previously thought. Um, Satanists. And I, what, I, just to clarify, this is just basic Satanists, not like mm -hmm. any of the offshoots, because there are people out there. There are. We cannot forget that. There are people out there that will do horrible things like sacrifice animals and whatnot. Oh, yeah, for sure. And mm -hmm. that believe that he is a person. Um, mm -hmm. But traditional Satanism does not even believe that Satan is a real deity. It was literally picked just to irritate Yep. Um, outsiders and that was because in the Bible of course um, Satan is the fallen angel um, but it's knowledge basically Satan was trying to give knowledge which is you know why Lucifer the light uh, all of it was giving knowledge that they didn't need anyway um, they literally took that as being like okay well Satan was the only one that was like hey I, they should know things they should be smarter they should be da 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 and they were like get out of here <clears throat> so they took that person as like we're gonna live like him which is it's not always service to others, but it's also service to self. It's mm -hmm. understanding the animalistic part of you. So if you want something, do it. But if you go through all those different laws, the satanic laws, you don't do any wrong to someone out of no reason. It's it's eye for an eye, of course, because it's sticking up for yourself. But there is no sacrifice in there. It's like, don't be killing animals and babies or whatever. Um, but it is more like just appreciate that animalistic part of you that wants to have sex, that has desires, that has mm -hmm. needs. But mm -hmm. of course, don't do wrong to others unless they've done wrong to you. Uh, there's a lot of things in there that I feel like everyone lives like. 
And it just gets this really bad rap for what it actually isn't. So, I think that form of Satanism is just a mildly adapted form of Christianity. Where you're just a little more freer to do whatever you want. No. Don't hurt other people. Don't yeah, it's not that much different. If you break it down into the essentials, what it does is it takes away the That's all religion though. That's all religion. Yes. Though. You have to point of privilege. Sorry, point of privilege. That's all religion. <laughs> it is. But uh somebody brought up there is like the really bad the bad Satans. Satanists and people. This is where we have to kind of like what is good, what is evil, what constitutes good, what constitutes evil. Satan for me, uh, when you look at the Bible, especially the book of Job, which I think is funny. <laughs> yes, I've read the Bible, even though I don't believe in it. I've still read it. In the book of Job, the devil or Satan or Lucifer makes a bet with God that he can make Job denounce God. Mm -hmm. Now, Satan was a fallen angel. So he is a fallen angel. So he used to be God's favorite angel, right? Mm -hmm. So he would know that God knows everything in this story, right? As far as the Lord is going, where, where we're going with this. The Lord. Satan would know that God is omnipotent. You know, omnipresent. omnipresent knows everything, right? Mm -hmm. Omnipotent still decides to make a bet that he can make somebody do something, even though God already knows the outcome. Mm -hmm. How stupid is that bet? Why is it stupid from their point of view, like their level of awareness? Do they yeah. have? Do they also have that omnipresent? Awareness. We're talking about so, Satan. Okay. That Satan, Satan makes so, that yeah, stupid. Satan that makes a bet, saying that he can make Job's life so bad that he will denounce God, and God going, "I'm down. Let's take that bet." Mm -hmm. He already here's, knows the outcome. Here's the, here's the funny thing: God did way more worse things to people than Satan's ever done to anyone. Yeah, killed all actually... but like five people, and then reincest the world. Yeah, literally. Yeah, literally has done that. Literally would kill people's firstborns. Had had people sacrifice his children to him. Satan never did any of those things in the Bible, but God did. So that also reverts back to something that was brought up the last time we did Uninformed, which is a theory out there that it's actually the false god who pretends to be the real god. Um, that the story of the Bible is written by a false god, convincing people to worship them uh that person whoever this false god is and that it seems to be evident in the text uh the you know the whole wrathful thing and um avenging and you know it comes back to like this belief that if a baby is born in somalia and has never heard of oh christianity before lives for a week and dies that that baby goes to hell straight to hell mm -hmm. straight, straight to, hell. to hell and uh it just it, that obviously seems very wrong so that you know brought up this theory that it is a false god that is convincing all of these like or Christians it's to worship them 
point of privilege or it's just that god is fucking a vengeful mean person and is not like a loving we love you all whatever that stupid super bowl commercial was <laughs> like none of that bullshit and that he actually has like a vengeance and if he created heaven then he had to have also have created hell like realistically unless he's right. saying that satan has the has as much power as he does to create and destroy things and i don't think god is ever actually stating that yeah and we, no, we talked about on the sorry go ahead Kari. I'm going to go full uh, Peterson here. So, like, this idea of the, you know, the God being inherently good or inherently evil, the, the, the uh, scale of, or, like, the frame in which this good and bad is happening is exactly the same as the frame of human beings in general being good or bad. You know, we, we have that capacity, too, and that's we project that into ideology because it's it's what we do we want to have mm. something to believe in but like it needs to be relatable to us so we give it the same limits that we have in terms of you know oh god did loads of bad stuff well so did humans mm -hmm. and we've been doing that for a lot longer than you know the bible stories have been around oh so thousand yeah for sure i think it was more just an extrapolation and a more an examination of like the human psyche as it developed yeah and we also talk about like uh manifesting things into mm -hmm. reality so who's to say that over thousands of years that we haven't as humanity manifested some creature exactly. something mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. is this ultimate bad guy yeah it is bad for whatever reason or is good for whatever reason do, yeah. do we really Two think that angels are running around going, you know, you can't do that. That's bad. No, no, no. And like guiding people and pushing people and demons are going around going, kill, kill. I think, I, think I hate to say that. I think people. so. I kind of think so. I think that uh, we created that. I think that it would be dumb to assume that there is no evil and, and unseen when it converts to energy. Like, energy can feel very wrong, very off. Our only terminology for it is evil. But that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it connects to the biblical term of what that is. Mm -hmm. You know? And, right. like, like, in God's eyes, so, like, uh, earlier, this um, uh, Pedroza travel had said something earlier about how babies aren't born in sin. But unfortunately, if you were to take it in the Bible's terms, they are. Mm -hmm. They're born in sin. All of us are born in sin because of fucking Eve. Oh. Mm -hmm. Fucking women. Point of privilege. I was going to wait till you were done, but point of privilege. I think here's our two big, my two big issues with the Bible. That people treat it like a goddamn history book when it's not. It's not a history book. Stop acting like it's a fucking history book. It's, it's historical not. science. It's like, exactly. It's not historical science. It's not it's history. It's the best-selling fantasy book of all time. Yes, it's a fantasy book. Exactly. What is it? Is that is that nonfiction? Would that be nonfiction? Or fiction? It would be fiction, it's right? Be fic yeah, fiction. fiction. It'd be a fiction. It's a, it's it's a fiction. It's, it's an alternate past historical fiction. It's literally like if somebody took Harry Potter really Very fucking bad. seriously. Get what I'm saying? Like they were I mean, like, yeah. Harry Potter is real. Okay, so let's start... About do you all know about the uh, the council, council of Nicaea? 
council no so that was the council in, familiar. in it was when they were deciding it was long after jesus died it was when they were deciding oh what makes it um what stories to put in the bible um like basically they decided whether he had like divinity or not mm. whether he had like godlike powers so they accentuated all the stories that made him seem godlike and then got rid of the ones that made him seem like a normal dude like mary magdalene and Mm -hmm, and other mm -hmm. stuff so yeah no a thousand percent exactly that's what so, i mean like stop. the message has I, always been controlled by the bias it's the same with the, the chat gbt religion well, then, is only as good as the people that code it, so point of privilege well and my second point was going to be and then the next issue i have with it is that people cherry pick what's out of it if you're going to fucking go balls into the goddamn this book is our like the one and only and tells us everything then you can't just cherry pick what's inside of it of what you believe and don't believe because like that's what most religions do when it comes to that book. Yeah, I want to see more stoning of people outside but of that. I just mean, like, if you just look at the drastic difference between the Catholic religions and the Christian religions and the Jewish religions, and at the end of the day, they all read the same fucking book, and they're all completely drastically different because yeah, of all three of, because of interpretations and the people of their time and how that they manipulated the situation, and that's how they interpreted, and that's how they use it to to you know control people and so yeah. it's the bible to me it's like when people are so fucking obsessed with it i'm just like bro it's not that serious it's really not yeah i mean i there's a theory that and i might be getting which angel it is wrong don't fucking get bent out of shape but in uh the quran i th think it's gabriel who comes to Muhammad to speak the word of God. And Gabriel is described as a super, this beautiful angel with these uh, peacock-like feathers and all this, the most beautiful angel ever. And there's Christians who will say, well, the most beautiful angel was Lucifer. So clearly Lucifer is the one who... It's the peacock. Peacock. And that, you know... It's Again, interpretations, biases. Yeah. In, well, yeah, it's kind of hard for me to think that in this day and age and how smart people have, you know, become since way back in the day, that there are still people uh, taking that word for word opposed to the overall general message, right? It's like... It's the basic instructions before leaving Earth, which is really just supposed to be do kind to people. Don't be a dick. Are you saying and, that people? Are you saying that people who are really into religion might be a little dumb? No. <laughs> I know no. a lot of people because I've I've been there. You know, I have been like that born again Christian. And I can say for a fact that I will always believe in Jesus because of that, but not in the sense of that, uh, not in the traditional Bible sense. I feel that Jesus is real because I have felt some type of divine presence around me where I feel like that could be it. I have no idea. Um, but I don't think that there is any saving uh, aspect. It's, uh, of course, I'm going to take it more a little bit deeper into like a new agey thing where it's the Christ mind. It's not an actual Christ. In fact, like 
Jesus never called himself the Christ. Everyone else did. So like they gave him the title. Um, you know, it's, it's more of like having that Christ mind of realizing like you are my brother. We are all from, you know, the same stardust. And so treat one as you would for others. You know, you don't, you don't act maliciously to people. And um, I feel like people that take it down to each word aren't thinking, aren't expanding themselves in a way to think larger than that. And I think that sometimes people that do think larger than that end up being better people and end up living closer to that word than the people that do whatever they want and then you know, come back at you with their dogma and just you, 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 you kind of shit, you know? The people that I see standing on the sides of like, you know, concerts and things like that, with just even the Super Bowl, I saw videos of like at the Super Bowl, all these people with their signs, the things that they're saying and how they're parading people and I'm parading people. I'm just like, Oh yeah, did all the you, things about like you're going to hell and stuff. I was like, oh my god. Do you genuinely did you read? Do you genuinely think <laughs> that, that God wanted you to spend your time doing that? Like that's what he wanted you to, to spend your life doing was just like trying to convince other people to believe in what you believe. Also, that's literally nothing like what Jesus was like. Jesus actually joined those people and like went in with them and was like, Oh, what are we doing over here? He literally turned water into wine and was like, yeah, Let's start this fucking party. Like literally the opposite of what all of these religious people do. Your privilege. Yes. I had a very long conversation with a couple of pastors about Jesus turning water into wine. And I was like, so why is alcohol a bad thing? And this is before I actually used to drink a lot. So I was like, why is alcohol a bad thing? And they were like, well, Jesus, wine at that time meant like grape juice. And I said, no, it didn't. It was actually wine. It was like alcoholic. It was the safest thing to drink. Uh And then the sermon you just gave today was about how you literally said it was the best wine that there was, the best wine anybody was tasting. And everybody was getting drunk off it at this wedding or party or whatever it was. Like, Jesus, you legit. You a real one. (laughs) It's... It's been twisted, and I think every single religion has been twisted, especially from its origins. Because if you look at ancient Samaria, I just saw an article the other day where they found a tavern with a brewery in Iraq, which is a Muslim country that does not allow alcohol. But the Sumerians were brewing beer five thousand years. They were the ago. first ones. Yes. They were the very first ones. The very first ones. And they they had a refrigerator for the beer five thousand years ago. And they're yes. still just like no, alcohol's bad. This is bad. Anything that corrupts the mind is bad. Mm. I don't I really sorry, continue. I don't I know like sorry. what Someone go hit Corey in the Corruption face. Really you guys hear that? Can you guys hear her yeah, snoring? No. Snoring? Yeah, no. Yeah, I saw okay. that JoJo right. entered the stream, and I was like, I haven't seen JoJo in a while. Can we mute you. myself when I'm not talking? Uh, I wanted to highlight this comment from Mostly Space. Who You always come in with, like, really great comments, I have to say. I really appreciate your mind. Um, 
Absolutely. That's kind of something I had leaned towards was maybe even in a place of worship um, that if you've ever been like a part of the church or like something like that and you enter a space where it's in worship, I just don't think, especially if you're like tuned into it, I don't think you can deny that there is so much energy, so much like pure energy there that it will bring you back every time because you're like, oh, it's this and it's that. But I'm absolutely on board that it could literally be that people are praising their higher selves. It's just having that moment to connect with whatever that is and what you're feeling is your own presence, your own higher self presence. But that's because I do believe the whole thing of like you are God sort of thing, which is how I've come to that conclusion. But it makes perfect sense to me that if we are all part, which Jesus said, if we are all part of God, then we are all part of that creator. We would all have that same power. And it's different here on earth, but you can still connect to the heavens at all times. So if we're like taking a moment to like worship that energy, just the divinity of ourselves or whatever. I think the same exact outcome comes if you are worshiping in a church. I think a lot of the times that's what people are saying. Or I think that's what people are feeling. Enzo says new topic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rabbit hole of one, you guys. It is. Well, for one out. hour in, should we open it up for people that want to come in there? Well, no one's asked to come in. We've, well, we've done topic is. three entire topics. I know. Ready? Ooh, there's lots of words on here. <clears throat> this is so Ooh. stupid. Oh. Why do originally assigned males have nipples? Ooh. Oh, that was a funny one. Oh, well, um, mostly uh, it yeah. is because um, all... Question. Embryos start off as female embryos and then well, turn vertebrae. Yeah, and then turn exactly, and then turn into male embryos eventually over time. So it starts off with nippies. <laughs> I believe that's and the here science. I was thinking that we were all going to struggle through and not find an answer and then come in clutch with an no. answer right away. No, I was like, I'm sorry. I think I know the answer to that. I have like a weird. Should we just mind. pick a new one because we solved it already? Yeah, yeah, I was like, sorry. I was like, I have a weird mind of knowledge that could just like throw up things, and that was one of them. I'd like to say because uh, females rule. Because, yeah, it's that. I mean, I call them boner buttons. You do. And I thought that's what you were going to say first with that they were boner buttons. But They are boner buttons as well. I think Not all men. I think that that's the new use for them is boner buttons. I found a use for them. Also, I have an emotional support nipple that I can touch whenever oh. I want. I so I'm a fan of male nipples. I really enjoy them personally. They are my favorite. I'm going to say if they are a boner button, then maybe you're more inclined to your feminine side Ooh. as a originally assigned male. I will say that I am very masculine, so. Why do I have three nipples? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, triple the fun. You're going to have to ask Jesus. Yeah, that was Jesus. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was like, let's make you a pepperoni pizza. God did that to you. The angel angel that was laying you out was like, nipple, nipple, nipple. Oh, fuck. Like, should we put one above the anus? Why not? (laughs) Kari, you didn't have any thoughts on that one. Don't need to. Okay, gotcha. Okay. (laughs) 
know. Remote viewing. Oh. Ooh. 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 Hold on. Let me touch your arm and then tell you your future in stereo. Let me go get some tinfoil. Yeah. Let me. Uh, listen, listen. I think that, I think that remote viewing 100% is and can be a real thing. There's tons of experiments and institutes that have studied it and gone over these kind of things. It is 100% like a muscle that you can use. But I think that a lot of people pretend like they have it when they don't or purposely misuse it to intimidate people. And I think that that's an unfortunate thing inside of this community, Luella Zonda. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I'm like, who the fuck has done that? The and then you drop no them. Like, oh. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's not the only one. There was somebody who was arrested who was like pretending to be like an oracle and they scammed like a woman out of $63,000 because they said that there was like a Jezebel demon in her crotch. So like it's it uh, happens all the time. I think that, that people take it. Like I said, uh, people take advantage of it. I think that it's a very real thing that people can and, and, and have. But I think that a lot of people who are telling you that they can do it absolutely cannot. Wow. Yeah. I think anyone can do it though, so that's yeah, kind of hard to say. I would yeah. It seems more like that person was trying to connect like other psychic ability uh with that because how are you going to remote view someone and be like I see a demon in your vagina? That's a bit weird. They were remote um, viewing the their vagina on a different dimension. Okay, so, so I'm going to say that person could actually have the power and this is the thing. Uh, to see ailments and and illnesses in the body, maybe that person had an attachment in their vagina. I'm just saying these people were arrested and prosecuted, so it's interesting. And I think that we've had moments in this community, like um, Jeremy, who came out with his issue with Lou, you know, trying to scare him into some bullshit. I think that people use it as a manipulation tactic, and uh, it sucks because I agree with you, Bree. Anybody can do it, and it is a real thing, but it is now used as a manipulation tool, unfortunately. You mean they weaponized it? I'm so <gasps> they sure. They weaponized it. Yes, Kari. Yes, they weaponized so sure. it. <laughs> weaponized it. Following on from that, what do you do? You guys think that projects like uh, Ultra and and Stargate and stuff that they, that they stopped, or did they just get buried in the, the USAPs and stuff? Oh no, it's still happening. It's still happening for sure. Okay. Yeah, I can one hundred percent confirm. Did you remote view it? <laughs> yes, I remote viewed that information, and it's been it's a fact. Uh, no, but that that is very true. It is definitely still happening. Um, it's probably one of the great ass greatest assets I would say that the intelligence community probably has. Continuous Point of privilege. Yes. Kari, I just remote viewed you in the future, and you still hate it here. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much. Um, listen, so like Jamie and I did a really good series of remote viewing episodes a while back, which we released on this channel um, in video form. Uh, and we, we, I think there's three total videos, and we really went into everything. Um, and oddly enough, this came across. What did this come across from? Kari and I were having a conversation last week. I don't remember what it was, but we were talking about remote viewing and the studies and things that were there. And one of them, I think that could never be, uh, can never be rebuttaled is the fact that um, I can't remember if it was Pat, Pat Price 
or if it was um, Ingo. I want to say it was Ingo Swan. Oh, you're talking about the, uh, saw the, guy, the Saturn rings of Saturn before we, Saturn before we were able to capture that. Right. Before Which it was confirmed in astronomy. Yeah. See, uh, my interest is, is like, more on like clandestine application of it for like data retrieval, where you know you got like psi spies that go remote view into like bunkers and get nuclear codes. Well, I think that's what the military was doing with people during World War. I think it was World War Two, right? Yeah. They Vietnam program was it Vietnam? That's what it, is. it was. They Vietnam. Were there was many Sarah goats. Yeah, they were at. They were actively trying to do those type of fucking things. So. Mm -hmm. It, that's so my, a logical way for it. Obviously, it either worked for them and they're continuing to use it and we just don't know about it, or it didn't work for them and that's why they're not doing it anymore. My question is this. Is there a difference between remote viewing and astral projection? Goes yes. on. Ooh. Absolutely. What is it? I mean, no, what Tony says is kind of interesting because no. realistically, it's instead of like your your body traveling, it's like your mind traveling. Exactly, but that's the difference is that you what, take what your etheric body with you. Is that you. the only difference between the two? So remote viewing is like you're a floating point awareness just looking, right? Whereas yeah. astral projection, you're you're projecting like... You're taking your light, physical like self light there. Body. Yeah. Well, it's where you, you actually... you. It's the difference between like being in a VR headset and being there in person. Yeah, and I will yes. say with remote viewing, mm -hmm. a lot of the time it's random information that's coming to you. Especially like if you if you're not a, a full blown like professional remote remote viewer where you um, see literally everything, which usually isn't happening for remote mm -hmm. viewers. Usually, mm -hmm. remote viewers, it's information that's popping into your head, and it's just being able to like relax and listen to the information and then just repeat what you've been, the information that's coming to you. It's Whereas almost astral sorry. traveling, astral traveling, you are seeing everything. You might not have like the information incoming, but you're traveling like you're seeing it, like you're actually right. there in the room. Remote well, viewing, you have information coming. Here's an interesting comment. Um, so remote viewers can smell and feel though too. How do they know what i mean how are they defining it? how do they know that they're not actually astral projecting but they think they're remote viewing because mm. the program is remote viewing mm. but mm. i mean i don't think there isn't much difference between the two but there is a distinct kind of i think i think a huge difference so i think i think the distinction between the two is if you're astral projecting you are subjecting yourself to things out there that you do not want to get into your empty little body while you're That's fucking true. doing it uh, Jamie, I want to say, so. yeah, I want to say like remote. Uh, what I kind of equate remote viewing to, the how I picture it in my head, it's like I, it's like it's almost like you're getting an ex, an etch a sketch version of things, right? Like you're not getting a, like a clear TV picture. You're getting these really crude drawings that you have to weirdly interpret as like a mountain or a house or a river or whatever. And so that's it's a lot more rigorous and a lot more. Um, I mean, does it depend how skilled you are with it? 
I think that that's part of it 100%. I think that people can definitely see things more clearly. But again, I think that it, you're not ever getting a very full, clear picture when it comes to remote viewing. You're getting just a, like Bree is talking so much information and you're having to you're having to decipher it in the moment. That's why they always say like, it's, it's about your gut, like what you see, like it's not about like sitting there in the moment and thinking about it. It's about literally just yelling things out as it's coming to you. Okay, I see a mountain, I see a tree, I see a river, I see a, I see a fence, mm -hmm. I see a, this and that. And it's like, because then you more the, you think about it, the more you start to second guess yourself and get inside of your head about it. So that's why I mean like more of like you get you, oh, it's like an Etch-A-Sketch because no matter how good you are at it, you're never going to sit. You can't sit and just like look around when you're inside of it. You have to just gather as much information as you can quickly before it's gone. And on the other side of that too, you can astral travel but not have any information to what you're actually seeing. Mm -hmm. You could be in a place but just be like, I don't know, I just saw some stars. I saw some of this. I saw some of that. Where with remote viewing, you can get just the information. And so it's not just like your visual. I mean, because it's possible to be looking at something visually, just but be like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. But in a remote view viewing session, you could be like, this is happening and this is happening. And, and I feel this texture. So when it comes to feels, it's not like literal feeling. It's like it's the information of the feeling. So I have Sorry. a thought. So this this notion, I mean, a lot of the reports of remote viewing come from these like kind of these programs and stuff, right? And the original idea of remote viewing seems somewhat unreliable because they were utilizing psychedelics to rip open people's consciousnesses. Mm -hmm. The data that they're then getting, they're, they're on shit, there's psychedelics. So like it's hard, for, that could be why there's difficulties in retrieving uh, describable visual outside of the information because like the information is still perceivable but like visually it's all skewed because they're all fucked up on psychs yeah whereas learning i feel like people that learn to do it not with psychedelics end up having way better results because mm -hmm. they're not they're not you know sticking octane in their brain Mm -hmm. or, and then to drive on a country lane, you know? or is part of it just the delivery method and if you were to use it uh not so traumatically would you have better experience like could you go deeper deeper where like instead of just doing it dry and not high at all like what if what's not to say that if you use psychedelics in a more positive way it can help you go deeper into that state I mean there's a reason why they use them, right? But like, they're not. No, that's what I'm saying. So not you not doing it in a, in a traumatic it, way. It can, you, like, I guess, force it can enhance them. the ability to walk through the door, but it also taints the data that comes back out. Is my point? Like, mm. they use them because it does make it easier to enter those kind of states of awareness. Yeah, yeah. scientifically, it does mess with right? the data because mm. you're you're altering the base level mind state of the person. This is why I think that's tricky. Really good, uh, good I think because it's not it's not inherently psychedelic. It can be if if you're inclined, but like it's more just mm -hmm. about letting your it's loosening up your brain to do its own thing without imposing an extra visual component on top of it. So. I think no matter what avenue you take to get there, you got there. 
And so that's um, what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah, it's all about I, I the intention. I think at the end of the day, I mean, like maybe the government stuff is not put, like because they're forcing these people to do it. It's not putting them in the right place, and that's why they're not getting the right information. But if you're in a better environment and you're doing it to yourself, who's not to say that 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 those drugs aren't inherently helping you well, and giving you is. better and more information? And that's kind well, of and what I mean. Environment is everything too. Like set and setting. Those are those are the mm -hmm. two, two to top of the list, but. At the same yeah, but time, did they do a control study with no psychedelics? Have we there seen was that none, and though in Stargate, so like yeah, maybe like before that, but in Stargate there were rules. There is no, right. you're not well, under was, the influence of anything. Yeah. you are not supposed to take anything. Anything, yeah. Well, that's probably yeah. because they realized that the data was entirely incumbent upon people I don't tripping on LSD and, and stuff I don't like that. Because of all, UK Ultra. Or just the amounts they were giving to people were UK making them go batshit crazy, so they stopped doing it because they yeah, were, like, I blowing through people. I think you actually could possibly get more accurate information. How pretty uh, we are? On, I mean, on drugs. I, this is something that needs we need more data right we need yeah. studies of people doing this work contemporaneously now that we can then check against and see what they get right if they get hits if they get misses like that's why like so many people so many scientists now are entering the psychedelic sphere to push for more of that research because really we have to decriminalize it first we have to drop the stigma decriminalize it in order for more data to come through so that we're not looking at people that are on drugs as just being crazy and be more like, okay, you think that they're crazy, but it's it's like Andrew Gallimore, mm -hmm. right? Did that huge Ooh. study with all of these people in a controlled environment, gave them all the same amount of DMT. What happened was that they all saw the same fucking beings. How does and that happen? And people are like, oh, but it's just drugs. And he's like, well, yeah. I, I had this conversation with someone last week. Well, I brought study. up the Gallimore study and the Strassman studies to them. And the, bless their heart, their brain could not handle talking about the fact that disparate people from all over are having the same experience in this extra realm after using this uh, this chemical that affects your, your brain. Like, mm. And all the details are often very, very similar, and it's a repeatable experiment. I, I sent him the papers and everything. Couldn't handle it. And I, I don't know why. I don't know why there's this this notion that it's it's just too far. Because it's... It's not. When you have someone yeah, of stature being really. like, no, like I did this in a controlled study. They all had the same amount. No one was under any other... Un, uh, under any other... Um, substance and you interview them each individually and they all describe the same exact being that's like no that this isn't something in the imagination anymore this is tapping into another part of reality or at least breaking through what we Please, think is reality. it's a shared hallucination true story right, with like 70 people like here's a fun story last summer brie rang me up in the middle of the night while i was on mushrooms that was Curry, look at me. Curry. Curry. That was my so, mom. I do, I do think it is extremely interesting that everybody who does DMT experiences the same techno elves or whatever the fuck you want to call them, right? I'm sure there's a crossover. <clears throat> the machine elves. Even, even if you've heard the stories 
and you do a drug, that doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're going to have the same experience that everybody else has. Exactly. I've done acid. I didn't see demons running around or any shit like that. I think like acid's that. different. I think acid's like... I would take well, acid that's because if I was allowed to. DMT I've still never done any is a chemical so. that is released by your brain. Mm-hmm. Yes, so it is. DMT is an actual chemical created by the human body. Why, when we take an excess amount of DMT, do we all see the same thing? I mean, we also have THC receptors, and the only reason we would have THC receptors is if we were meant to receive THCs. Right. Oh, but it's different. Crazy. Okay. That is equally important, but I will say, like, what to Tony's point, it's just weird that it it already is produced in us. That is the chemical that makes us dream. It is also in uh, many. That would be a great show. It's also in many plants. Uh, so it it's a fundamental component. I'm gonna say uh, to life itself. Mm-hmm. And if it's already if it's already something that we produce naturally. Uh, I'm going to say that we're supposed to be drinking the ayahuasca like once a month. but okay. Yeah, for sure. It's on my to-do list. That's like the only – actually, no, I've never done peyote, but uh, DMT and peyote are on my list. Other than that, I've done everything. So. DMT is wild. I've done none of it. I've only ever smoked a weed and had a sip or two of wine. You should probably try to uh, dabble in psychedelics. Do we want mind openings? Like, do you want Jamie on drugs? I know that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna say yes because it might help you calm down. Yeah, I just I do some cocaine and it chills me out. You would be totally fine with that. So, acid is absolutely nothing. People with ADD probably shouldn't take too many, but I've taken. I think everybody. So I'm going to say this, and I'm I'm going to be 100 honest. I think everybody should be able to have uh, coca tea, like I had in. uh, Yeah, I would drink that every morning in my coffee. That shit, it settles your stomach. It Mm. like it just fucking makes you feel. It, not that it makes you like fucking high or anything. It just relaxes you. You don't have the shit that you get from coffee and all the caffeine and everything like that. You just have mm-hmm. one fucking coca tea. That's it. I'm into that. Why the so fuck? Hard. I get it's illegal because of cocaine, but the leaves themselves. The DEA sells more fucking. Can we, can we not bring the leaves Next. back with us? Yeah, the first time as a dumbass teenager, the first time I ever took acid, I drove. I drove to Santa Cruz. <laughs> the first time I was on DMT, I drove to Santa Cruz. Went to the beach. DMT. Great. I took. I right, pull one, Brie. Okay. All right. Digging them little raccoon paws in there. Zombies. <laughs> Some other bullshit. I don't want to do this one. I don't okay. want to do this. Okay. What is okay. it? I'll mention it. I just won't comment. Oh, Jimmy Church. I don't know who decided to put that in there. Oh wow. I'm gonna say it was Kari. Probably. It was probably Kari. Um. Speak your piece. Speak your piece. No, I'll wait for us all to have an opinion. 
I will I'll go first. I have no issue. I have no issue. I have I have no issue going first. I don't really care for him. He's not my favorite. I don't learn anything from him. He doesn't bring new interesting people in front of anyone. I I feel like when he interviews, it is incredibly boring. Like someone else is writing all the questions for him and he doesn't really know what's going on. So I just don't watch. That's how I feel about him. You know what, Joe? I could have had something to say about Go Beckley, I mean, So Maybe I'll add that. Anyone else want to go? Yeah, I'll go. <clears throat> the um, guy promoted David Wilcock, who was literally shilling a GoFundMe for this guy called Pete Peterson that got $60,000. No one knows where that money went. Uh, you're asking I'm about it, he'll block you. So it's like, you're you're a a that's real integrity there, buddy. Anyway, privilege, I'm going to say... So, Point of privilege. I'm going to say as a podcast host, what is Jimmy's job? It, you, I, even though you will disagree with me, Kari, I don't think it's fair to hold him accountable to who he interviews whatsoever. You're a podcast interview. You're a podcast host. You interview who you want. Jamie and I have interviewed plenty of people that we probably wish okay. that we didn't he later on in life. But is he that our responsibility? To like a hundred thousand and he's he can't be classed as a you journalist. also can't imagine you like, also can't assume that every single host knows that people are doing bad things or that. The money he promoted it himself, for. though. That's my point. Is he, he was the one know. How would he know? David. How would he know that then, like, where because did he two minutes of googling would tell him, don't know. Like, if he can't, if he, if he Thank is you, gonna Marvin. have a guest, right, and he can't spend two minutes finding out whether the fucking person he's talking to is a piece of shit or not, then he shouldn't be doing a fucking show. I think that's like two different standards. I just think of him as the radio. The radio, a radio host is going to interview anybody. They're going to talk about what they're doing. Okay, but this isn't 1996. You have the ability to, in real time, fact check and find out whether people are full of shit. So if you, if people aren't doing that and they're just chasing the easy dollar by spreading bullshit and just going, oh, I'm just an entertainer, then they should be doing a fucking show. It's irresponsible. We're not always meant to be responsible. I think we're just like doing our job, you know? Well, the. Okay, so the job when you talk about like the UFO community is to be fucking journalists, is is to look into shit, is to not just do this performative bullshit, which is 99% of UFO Twitter and all the fucking people who have those podcasts who are just like Lou Elizondo just said, Yeah, some of it's balloons, but what about the other things? And fucking pull these people. That's what these people are doing. They're doing it right now. We're seeing it in real time on Twitter. Because the president, who I don't like, fucking came really? out and said, well, we sh- probably shot down some private weather balloons and some scientific stuff. Okay, so why did you spend $1.6 million on missiles alone shooting down fucking balloons because everybody freaked out over a Chinese spy balloon? Not to mention the fact that every He wants fucking to be the hour, wartime president. <clears throat> yeah, every hour in F-22 series, I think it's $3 million. Point of privilege. Point of yes. privilege. Point of privilege. I think here... 
what I think everyone's issue with Jimmy Church is, is that he, at the end of the day, is an entertainer and not a ufologist. Okay? He's not very entertaining. It, well, regard, it. Regardless, regardless, he is somebody who has a show that is for entertaining. And it's of my personal opinion that he's actually not into any of this stuff, which is why when he asks questions, it comes off very weird. And his questions tend to not make sense with his guests that he's talking to because he doesn't actually care about any of this stuff. I think that he fake pretends to be into all of it. And he is here as an entertainment host. I think that he was a radio guy and he found a niche. And it, it got big. And so now that's what he does. I, like I said, I don't think that he's genuinely into a lot of this stuff. I think it's very much just like this is the niche in the world that he's in. And, you know, that, that's part of entertainment in life. Like I said, I'm not a fan of it. And I know that there's a lot of people who aren't a fan of it. But there's a lot of people who are really into him, which is why he's successful. And so, like, he has that going for him. But for me, that. there's nothing authentic about him. So it makes sense to me, Kari, that he wouldn't know this stuff. He would push things that that he doesn't really understand or didn't research because at the end of the day he's not really passionate about this topic by any means well and if if you've interviewed the same person so like let's just say at the beginning of wilcox's career i think that he was a decent person i i feel like people that were into wilcox probably realized yeah he was a very decent person for a long time so if you've known someone for years and years and years and then Whatever the fuck they come about, you just whatever the hell they're working on, you interview them. Why would you be like, no, because of this one thing? Like, no, you just fucking interview them. They're your friend. You've known them forever. I Do I watch the show? No. Is, but yeah. I don't watch the show, but I think that I'm just being a bit more realistic in what life is fucking like, especially I mean, in the yeah, entertainment world. What we're world. talking about is essentially the entire meaning behind the meme shirt that we sell on our store. Go check it out. I hate it here. This is yeah. why I hate it here, because it's it's completely like a, a, a capital-based economy devoid of actual, like... There's a reason why a lot of the UFO researchers who are actually out there doing real research don't engage in any Mm -hmm. of the social media or the entertainment complex that's built up around the subject because it's just full of people like Jimmy Church who will interview anybody saying anything under the guise of entertainment but like won't admit any responsibility for propagating harmful views. So like Ismael Perez the other day, right? Literally SSP LARPing shit that you can trace back to the 50s it's very ethnocentric. But people eat it up. No, it doesn't, yeah, people eat it up because they're stupid. Yeah. Like, there's well, no critical harsh. flaw. No, well, they're no, stupid. Not, I don't think that's harsh at all. People are stupid. People will listen to it and go, oh my god. And then that they get what they want out of it, but they don't do mm-hmm. any actual critical thought about what. where do these ideas come from? What What is the source of them? What's the intent behind the creation of them? Which was racism. It goes back to entertainment which jamie was saying and unfortunately there's nothing more american than entertainment i think this is a really good okay so put it i'll put it in perspective this way think about all these ufo channels that popped up over the last year and a half and then magically disappeared once they got a little peek behind curtains about how things really happen in the ufo world and then now they're really not involved with it anymore like a lot of channels got a little peek behind how rude and awful and horrible it is behind the scenes and now they're not they don't really have anything to do with it anymore so if 
that's also, listen, not just the UFO world. That's every fucking thing you look behind. It is yeah. all bullshitty and slimy and horrible. Well, and then may you maybe humans suck. Maybe I hate it here. As I think about. so. I, I think it. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie yeah. needs yeah. to finish that thought because I absolutely agree. It doesn't have to do with the topic. It's no. just human nature. Yeah, a thousand percent. And that's what I'm trying to say. It's like you you get so hyped up and really into these things and then you pull back that curtain and you actually really do the research and start looking and it's fucking awful. And then you are not into what you were originally into anymore. And that's mm -hmm. like the cycle of life. And it has everything to do with just humans and their constant need to take advantage of every situation that they can. So I will say something. The issue here is that we're... we're much smarter but we're, we don't know what to do with it and that's, that's where the problems come from i'll tell you one of the things someone told me a while ago was that i would realize that when it comes to ufology this is just a business um and so you can't hold people to the same uh i can because i'm not in it they to should do that because of this and because of this and because of this no it, at the end of the day when it comes to certain people and then they take on the jobs then it becomes a business it's no longer just about the fact that oh they love ufos or they saw ufo when there was when they were a kid um when you put it into the sphere of like when you're working with something when you're constantly putting effort into something if you have managers i mean like all these things you're now in the business sphere. And it's just another sector of business, unfortunately. I, fortunately, I, I don't anybody know. That, anybody that came around after 2017 doesn't have a fucking clue, for, for the most part, doesn't have a fucking clue about the actual history of the topic, the right. the, 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 the actors that have come in and out, the, the intelligentsia folk. Like, they don't have a clue. They come in and come in because they see, like, someone on fox news or some shit and then they go into ufo twitter and think that that's it you know or they, or they watch the bob lazar movie and it's like oh yeah oh it's like yes it's an entry point but like i feel like we people have to do better on the inside to educate them once they get in to go oh by the way here's here's a little map over there's the alt-right nazis over there's the intelligentsia folk over here we've got this kind of middle <laughs> where we don't deal with any of that shit we just talk about you're muted doing. dumbass point of personal privilege. I'm sorry, Kari, but here's the problem with that, though. The problem is, is that society as a whole likes all of those things because when you are full of integrity and do the right thing and are in it for the right reasons, you end up not being successful. Us included I in that fucking say, umbrella. I was like, the thing is, the thing is, is like the, the problem is, is that if you don't play into that and you don't play into the whole <laughs> entertainment side of things, you don't become successful in it. And that's exactly why we only I mean, get 200 defines, views on a video, but you know what? We have our fucking success. integrity. Right. That's what I mean. I, I think we're a success because I don't care about the numbers and I don't care about us making any money. That's not why I do the show. A thousand that's percent. Not why I, that's not why I'm in the subject. So, like, my metric for, metric for success is did I have a successful conversation where viewpoints were exchanged? Did I have fun? Did I learn something? That's my metric for success with it. I've what, been having much, these conversations, the but like, unfortunately, <laughs> but unfortunately, yeah. the whole famous making a shit ton of money and doing it in the big spotlight and having millions of people that's means not ufology. I know, but, <laughs> but but I'm saying though, but that comes with all that other bullshit. It is no longer ufology. I agree, it is entertainment at that point. But like, it is what it is. You have to you have to sign that check in order to get into that club, and that's part of the rules of it. Well, that's okay. No, I like, mean, oh, that's stupid. 
Uh, I don't know Gate, because um, like, gatekeeping an entire cottage industry. I'm gonna say to no because line. Kari would put sweet. us in a UFO tainment sphere. Kari would not put us in the sphere of people that are like having these groundbreaking conversations and doing something for the topic. I can 100% guarantee that Kari would think of us as being those UFO Kari that Kari's smarter people. than all of us. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> So, like, you guys have to be I honest do. with yourselves on all fronts, you know? No, like, I, 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 I have to be aware that we're yell at them. Like, we... Point of personal privilege. Yes, Tony. I think we are extremely honest with ourselves. We're very yeah. honest. And I think that as far as the UFO community goes, they are broken in... Again, I'm one of those people who came in and started a podcast and had the interviews and then just realized that the fucking community is so toxic. Mm -hmm. But I was lucky enough to find y'all motherfuckers. Dears, is it luck or is it... Yeah, no. No, one. No, knows. we searched you out for years. But go ahead. But the thing is... It's people who don't trust the government against people who are like the government is the ultimate authority. Because if you look at UFO Twitter, if you really look at it, you have people who... Do you think Lou Elizondo is not a fucking government agent? He was a counterintelligence agent. He's literally doing his job. Nobody in the military. I spent 10 years in the military. I spent 10 years in the military. Nobody fucking trusts those people. Those people work for the CIA and give terrorists money to kill other terrorists. That's their job. Corey, shush. They're not good people. The fact that this dude is a counter in counterintelligence operative. But that goes back to what you guys were saying, though, is like the people that got here after 2017. I think if you were here way before that, then you probably already don't trust the government. You're just like, what the fuck? We've been learning about all the bullshit they've been mm -hmm. doing, especially in regards to UFOs for so long. Why would we just be like, yes, yes. Um, well, if you haven't been here, right? If you thing. haven't been here and you saw something on the news and then was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" This person's like leading this whole world of UFOs. Then of course you would be about it. It confuses right. me when people have been here for a long time and then they still go for that. I feel very confused about it because it gets worded in a way of like, well, we're doing things for you guys. Like we're helping you guys. If you want to help me out, get the fuck out of the way. Point of personal what? privilege. I, I just hate everyone and everything. <laughs> Stop, Jamie. That's not helpful. But it's funny. I, it's not. It's not. Yeah, well, Bye, Jamie. Yeah, she needed to go anyway. Um, yeah. Okay, what's next? But yeah, what's the next it's, it's a difficult subject. Keep going. 
I I mean, that was a good little church sermon that we did. If you guys Um, know me, you know that I walk the line between everything in this community. I'm on the line. Unimaginable power that no one ever knows about. What's next? Um, The war on drugs. Oh, good. I do want to comment at this really quickly. Mm-hmm. Perceptions will always be different, anyways. Fake or not fake, no one sees or learns information the same way. It's like putting a puzzle together. And no one person has the right or wrong answer. That's absolutely true. I think at the end of the day, I remind myself of that all the time. Um, it's really easy when it comes to the subject to pick a side. Um, I am notorious for dancing on sides. I, nope. I very much am just like. You know, I feel this side. I feel that side. I feel this side. But I think it's just because I inherently understand that, like, everyone has a different point of view. Everyone comes from different backgrounds. Different information was put in front of them, you know. And and when it comes to the field of unknown, at the end of the day, you're absolutely right, Angel Wings. We don't know. And it's really easy to get caught up in that. And I will say that I've been caught up in that so many times. And uh, if that's... If that was, you know, taken by some people, I had that moment, I apologize because that's, yeah, I have, who fucking knows? I I have something to add on to that. Like, it is like a puzzle where everybody's trying to put together the same puzzle, but no one has the picture on the front of the box. Right. Like, no one actually knows what it looks like, and we're all trying to put it together. That's why we don't, because no one's had that broad overview of, this is what it is, and I'm going to slap it on a box for you to put together yourself. Like, we don't have that. But thank God, if that ever comes forward, don't trust that. I I, I feel like I've I've said this so many times, I'm going to be like a broken record that like if anyone decides what this topic is, that's not the person to listen to. And I truly believe that a part of this phenomena is never supposed to be known. That's a part of the mystery. You're supposed to think out the box. You're supposed to always be behind you're it's always, always supposed to be guessing be and creating and and i think always gonna do that and i always say this i think that's the purpose with a lot of things i honestly think when it comes to like mysterious topics i feel like it's a part of our human evolution to understand that there are things that we're not going to understand and it's just exciting to explore the possibilities and to talk with you guys and think of new outcomes, new explanations, new possibilities. Like that to me is what I think it's about. It's like learning to dive into the unknown, have questions, but maybe not solidify your answers. Be malleable. Super fucking malleable. All right. You guys can go first on this next one. War on drugs. I'll be right back. I'll, I'm listening, but I'll be right back. Um, I mean, this kind of ties into what we were saying earlier about um, lower income areas, because a lot of the time these places are lower income because of the war on drugs. And yeah, I mean, I feel like we already kind of covered this earlier. Do you have anything to add to it? I think the only thing I want to add is the war on drugs has had more of a negative impact on. <clears throat> the communities that are affected by it than anybody else. They 
not to get into went into all of these things, but back in the early 90s, there was a lot of push on, I think it was even the late 80s. It was Reagan, right? So that would have been yeah. the 80s. Well, it, Reagan yeah, it was, did the war on drugs. Reagan and then, then HW. Yep. And where are we at? Where are we I at mean, now? Uh, well, it failed, right? I mean, I, oh, yeah. I, always think, I always think of the Bill Hicks quote. Whenever I think about the, the war on drugs, I, th I think of the quote. It implies that there is a war and that drugs are winning. Yeah. Like, when you actually think about it, it's a bit silly. When Oh, it's it's ridiculous. It's the same thing. Drugs... What, what I find funny is at the same time, the CIA are trafficking cocaine from Colombia into mm. Florida. Like, yeah. whilst all of this, like, war on drugs is going, you know, going hard on cracking in the cities, they're literally bringing in cocaine by, like, the kilogram. Yeah, what is the point of the DEA? Um, it, it's just a, a rubber stamp on the drug deals, really. But... Yeah, that's mm -hmm. all it is. And the problem is, especially, so, <clears throat> I was stationed in El Paso in, from 2010 to 2012. And we witnessed the bloodiest year in Juarez, which is literally... That's right over the border, right? Yeah. That's right. our neighbors. Did you see Sicarios? Uh, the highway... So when I was going to work one day, there was a couple bodies hanging off of the overpass. And I was just driving. I was like, oh, that sucks. Dead people. Wow. That's pretty wild. Well, you get numbed to it because you have people knocking on your door at 1 a.m. You live in an area where there's cartels and everything else. So you answer your door with a gun. You... You have to understand that these places are not good places. So in order to make it to now, you kind of have to be an asshole. Yeah. And Great. I've I've opened my doors multiple times across all hours. Because something has been heard, gunshots or anything else, and I've opened them and I've been armed. That's not a bad thing. I haven't shot anybody. Yet. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, I don't know if I believe that one, but all right. No, I don't what think. think? I don't think shooting people is the right idea, but. Uh, I'm uh, I'm going to say that I think that the recent fentanyl issue that we have is 100% being thralled by the government and not by uh, Mexican cartels as they would like us to think that it is. I think they're a little bit like that, but, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I find it hard to believe that with America's um, capabilities – 
that we wouldn't have put a stop to that if we really wanted to. If we really wanted to, I feel like they would have bombed the place, any of the places. I don't know. I think no, it's, I, all, I it's get, always I set up. It, you got to so. set up people. You capture the drugs. They go well, in jail. They get the money. It's you you hit a factory in, in Bogota or somewhere. That cartel, if they find out you signed the order, they will kill you and your family. So they there's, also a, certain, there's a certain element of, of, of proportionate response, right? Right. You also can't use the U.S. military on U.S. That's well, another conspiracy theory, Enzo. I mean, it's not a conspiracy theory; it's a fact. No, po- posse no I'm talking to Enzo. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, so yes, but we all know that they get around that with the CIA and the DIA anyway. So the CIA is I mean, not supposed to operate on. They do anyway. They admitted they do, even though it's against the charter of the CIA to operate clandestinely. They do it anyway. Well, or they just, or they just create they a whole new thing called the NSA yeah. and go, oh, we're not the CIA, so we can do stuff now. There's no difference. The paychecks so, are the same place. Heck, sure. the Federal Reserve, by the way. I think it's interesting that there's other parts of the world, like I'm going to throw Amsterdam, uh, where things are legalized and their crime rate is lower than ours. And so I, I kind of feel like uh, it doesn't make sense to have a war on drugs. I think it's weird in general that the government wants to say what is and, uh, and is not okay for us to put in our bodies, period. Um, I think that's a bit odd. I, I, I just It feels like this big parent that's like, you're allowed to drink all this alcohol, um, but you cannot take these shrooms. Where it's like, why should I listen to you? Like, why why is it that we let government decide what drugs we can and can't take? That's what I don't agree with. Legalize crack. Am I going to do crack? No. But do I think it should be illegal? No. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. I think that people should do whatever they want. Hey, there are some things but that should be illegal. I'm, as you know a bit of an anarchist, so that's why I'm like, let the people do what they want. But that's, again, because I know that whether you legalize crack or not, people are still going to do crack. And I just yeah. don't think that we should overload our jail system with people that have already been crackheads on the street. Cool. You give them so, a place to stay and some food to eat. So what you're basically agreeing upon is that uh, there's... 20 or 30 million AR-15s. <laughs> Crackheads can't afford to have the cars, okay? <clears throat> and the people who own them should never be criminalized for owning them. I understand that. I agree with that, Tony. I mean, that, like, this... No uh, matter what you talk about... No, we're not doing uh, the Second Amendment thing guns. right now. No, but it's fine. But listen, I'm going to say I, I agree with you. I think no matter what it is, drugs, guns, no matter what, there is a potential for nothing bad to happen. And then there's a potential for something really bad to happen. 
But at the end of the day, when something bad happens, that is two human choices. That's a choice that someone made. They chose to take something and make it bad. And we could apply that to anything and everything. So why do we pick and choose which ones we want to focus on to legalize and not legalize? I would never vote to, to criminalize guns. I won't. Do I own one? No. Do I want to? I don't know. Um, but I don't like. I don't stand behind criminalizing certain things. I can't. I can't think of anything I, I think would criminalize. Taxing them is a good like the way that absolutely not. Been, no, no. The way that marijuana is being found there, and then that money being like in Colorado, that money being folded into building new schools. I think that was a really good use of that tax income or from towards mental anyway. health i there's there's things that obviously that doesn't apply to go, every drug you're like there's things that contribute things things no there's there's so the, i'm glad we're talking about this because there's people who talked about like we should tax every bullet at 300 percent. no stop yeah that's a good that's a good way to get firearms companies to to hate you yeah but so, and the problem is, and this is the thing that nobody fucking thinks about. People want to, especially in America, people want to tax these companies, uh, sue these companies, do everything that they can to make these companies not existent. Who the fuck do you think makes the weapons for your military in the United States? These companies. And they want to sue them? And drive them out of business. They are literally talking about neutering the entire United States. Neutering. Because wars are not fought in the air. They're not fought in cybersecurity. They are fought on ground. That is what you that is what Ukraine is seeing right now. Russia is about to put 900,000 people into the Ukraine. Jesus. And in America, we're sitting here going, we want to sue all our gun manufacturers. Who the fuck do you think supplies these people with weapons? That's true. I agree. American they, gun we, manufacturers. So, okay, so this this lobbying to I don't to think they should them, be taxed. Who's leading the charge that. with that? And what's their affiliation? What what's this effort to they have a clause called the arm disarm the the military. <clears throat> so when well, I first came into the military, military and I got my first service weapon, second service weapon, it was a brand new M4, two thousand circa two thousand and ten. Brand new. Had to clean all the gunk out of the motherfucker and everything else. The shipping gunk out of it. Shot great, did great, wonderful. The next unit I went to, I had a gun older than I was that was converted to an M4. Shot okay-ish. Figured out how it shot and everything and still managed to shoot expert. But these people don't have the training to use the things that they want to use. There's a huge there's there's a huge problem here. 
the the world doesn't understand that Russians are willing to sacrifice every single fucking person. They don't care. Numbers. Yep. I mean, you're right. The, the rest of the world is like, uh, we don't fight what? that way. Can that's we? not how we okay. do things. Is this? Is, I can't tell whether that's a. I am confused by this comment, and I need us to talk about it. Which one? The Second Amendment is anti-Semitic. You know, you're welcome to come on and debate that point if you want. I would like to know that too. No, so I kind of get where they're coming from because they're kind of coming from the origins of the Bill of Rights and they're just mutating it into something else. Originally, and this is where Joe Biden said, when the Second Amendment was written, everybody couldn't just own whatever gun they wanted to. And that everybody was black people. Couldn't own guns because they were slaves. There's a lot. I'm sure there's a lot of people now that can't buy guns because they're wage slaves. So, felons. What's yeah, well, they're what's expensive, but like all this change is like the 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 racist undertone has been taken out, and now it's just a purely capital-based judgment. Well, they they created the Second Amendment at a time when they were hiring private people with warships you could right. own a cannon so every time that fucking dumbass says back in 1776 when the second amendment was passed you couldn't own a cannon you can own a cannon you can buy one now they're not that expensive 500 bucks buy a cannon <laughs> but at the same time they were constricting they were uh conscripting Warships from privateers during the American Revolution. And they wrote the fucking Constitution to allow it. A comma denotes a different subject. Yes, sir. Well, shit. Well, shit. That's all I have to say. Listen, I'm going to pull another one, okay? Okay. No I lols. I could talk about guns for fucking 20 years. Be a funny one. No lols. No lols. Be, no Be funny. Be funny. Ooh, balloons. Okay. I think that this is uh, probably recent balloonage. Uh, I don't really know if this pertains to any of the other topics that we wrote in, but... Um... I, I don't even know. Car, you go first. Uh, that's all I got. Okay. Tony. We shot down a bunch of balloons. We spent millions of dollars doing it. Yeah, I, I re, I'm really just... I see all of the furore. I see all the... Oh, Biden did a press conference and repeated what the press secretary said. It's so important. I don't care. Because people just, pushed I, for him to do maybe that. Maybe it's because, like, yeah, they did push him. Yeah, to because him, he like, should do his job every once in a while. He is doing while. his job, but also, why does it matter if the de- if the Defense Department but is telling us something? You got to stop it from so hard President then. Biden. 
I don't simp for Biden. Daddy Biden. Uh, he's definitely Grandpa. He's Gramps. Yeah. As he tried to sniff Grandpa your hair. Joe. Oh no, you're too old. I don't know about you, but I'll take a sniffing over being grabbed by the pussy. So that's how oh, I've always. Oh, he at definitely things. did that to Tara Reed. I don't know how you equated Trump in that situation, but because I don't care about being sniffed by anybody. Small me, I have delicious perfume. I wear perfume even at home. I don't go anywhere, so I don't care. Sniff away. Sniff away, baby. I have to cook dinner. The modern left, everybody. And oh my god. Can we run (laughs) Can we run the end of the show? God. (laughs) I have have I I have a couple of things. So um I was gonna recommend I was gonna recommend a recommend a book. Don't you dare cut me off. It happens every time. I won't. Right. I won't. So I'd like to recommend to touch that uh, I'm reading Ian Banks, a player of games. That's right. my book that recommendation about? for the week. Uh, it's about a dude who has to go play Shut games. Up. Is it a real? Is it? No, it's like sci-fi. Mm. I'm not into that. I'll re- okay, I'll, re- I'll read the, the blurb. The culture. A human-machine symbiotic society has thrown up many great game players. One of the greatest is Gurga. Jurnal Morat Gurga. The player of games, master of every board, computer, and strategy. Basically, it's like... Fun. Yeah, it's pretty it's cool. a good time. Also, um, I've got a thing to show. Okay. Get to so, showing. I'm going to... I need to explain the context, though. So, you remember... Where's the thing? Here we go. So, there was a clip of a lady singing in a car. to Along to a beep that was going on when her partner like left the car and he took his keys so i took that and all like at the time that i did it i took all of the different uh like you know what you can do the mashups on instagram or whatever of people singing along or doing a beat and i put them all together so i thought Ooh, i'd play that because it. it's very cool okay hit me Wait, I, should st- I gotta stop the music <laughs> He took his, his keys. He took his, his keys. He took his, his keys. Now this thing just keeps ringing. Now this thing keeps on ringing. put all that together i think that's so awesome that was like a really fun morning because like that original version i listened to like 50 times just like that is like that that scale is just like woo. as a piano player like i appreciate it but then getting that beat and then getting the like the undertone guy and then the two the two high notes i was like i have to put this together i can't not do it now it's super cool so i i made that I did say, I sent it to the lady, but she never replied. She probably yeah, will. I put that shit on TikTok. If only week. you still had TikTok, I would put it up. Well, thank you guys I for joining us for an, for another yes. uninformed episode. Please 
send us in some topics. Don't be yeah, scared. Write in the comments. The most important thing you can do right. as a viewer of the show, if you want us to succeed, is leave a comment. Uh, let us know if you like the show. Just write comment for the algorithm. Or let, let us know topics, and we'll add it to the fishbowl of uh, perfunctory items. And not the yeah. live chat, like an actual comment. On yeah, this. an actual yeah, comment. Do a comment, because we can't... Um, Hi, UFO man. We're just finishing. But go back and re-listen, bro. Like, go back to the beginning. <laughs> you can do it. I believe in you. If you miss some of the show, go back and listen. It's all good. He's so good, um, but yes, for what are, sure. What are your plans for the rest of the evening, the weekend? What are you all doing? Working. I'm, I'm working I'm on something. Dinner. It's exciting. Cool. I need to cook dinner. I want to have a great pasta tonight. And uh, cool. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, Kari, I'm you? Seven-year-old. I'm going to be. Uh, I'm probably probably going to be chained to my desk for the next like five hours. Um, yeah. I will. I will be. There's a there's a good show on at 11 p.m. Eastern tonight. It's uh, it's Mind Escape podcast. Uh, it's going to be Andrew Gallimore. So that's awesome. That, there's going to be an awesome conversation. So hopefully, see some of you people there. Hell yeah! And I have nothing else to shill other than my lovely face. So I'll get out of here. I love Fantastic! You this has been we love you all. We hope you have been informed by our uninformedness. Absolutely. Bye guys. Uninformed and understand. <laughs>